Good morning. Oh, it says good evening, but it is the morning here in Tucson. <laughs> and it's the favorite time of our week again, folks, because it's Mondays with Bev and Paul. And hi, everybody. My name's Paul. Good morning. This is Bev. And we have, oh my gosh, everybody's already been talking like crazy for 15 minutes. We have Amy Williams with us today. Hi, Amy. Yay. Hi, yes, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, uh, if if we can continue talking about what we've been talking about, this show's going to go crazy. But first thing we wanted to do is I did want to wish everybody who's celebrating a happy Hanukkah. Woohoo! Happy Hanukkah. Yes. yes. And uh, if you ever want to participate in a live Hanukkah celebration, I do that personally with Jenny. Sometimes we had the family there. We go we had live. The family last night. Yep. yep. At uh, sundown Tucson time, and it's always played after. And also, Merry Christmas for those who are getting ready. It's happening next Sunday. It is. And uh, we have a special Christmas gift for everybody next Monday. So tune in next week. Uh, but otherwise, let's just kick it off, Amy. Tell us who you are, what you're about, and then we'll just jump in with lots of questions. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Um, so, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Amy Williams of Amy Williams Academy. I'm a family coach and an educator coach, and um, I'm currently the director at Student Support and Services at the Portland Montessori School here in Portland, Oregon. So, um, I'm so excited to be here because my work and my vision for the work that I do and the impact I want to make in the world is to help others um, be the best, most important adult in the lives of children that you love, whether you're a family member or a neighbor or an educator or um, even an older peer. My goal is to help you be the best person possible because I believe that children deserve that. And I believe that we deserve that. <laughs> That's yeah. perfect. So tell us, uh, God, where do we even start? We talked about all these ideas. <laughs> I know, we've talked. So you talked about loving the children. Let's talk with that. You talked about how you really want the, ch the children, and then we'll go into what that means for all of mm -hmm. us, to, mm -hmm. to know that they are loved. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Um, I I believe with everything in, in me that we all deserve that. We all deserve to have people in our lives who not only regard us, but uh, love us unconditionally, um, who have a deep respect for us and our individuality and our freedom and our ability to be our full selves in the world. And um, I did some work with a, a woman, Joanne Nordling, who is the author of a book called Caring Discipline. And um, a piece of that work that has stuck with me so much and has resonated so much. And, you know, it's a, a piece of that that I share with educators and families over and over and over again because I it's so powerful. And the beauty is in its simplicity. And the idea is how, how we connect with each other during neutral times. How do we connect with each other and let another person know that I see you, you're worthy of my, my even just this small moment of me noticing you come into the room or come into my sphere. And that sends the message of unconditional love, hmm. right? So the, those neutral times um, are not, are the times in between, you know, the times when you're bringing joy or, everything is going great and you're well behaved and you're, all is right in the world 
And then the other end is, you know, when things are falling apart and you, you know, a child has done something that makes you angry or you feel upset for some reason, right? So the neutral times are those times in between when your child or another person, because, you know, we can regard each other with positive attention at neutral times and ourselves. We can regard ourselves during those neutral times as well. But for today, we're talking about uh, children and how we can boost um, them and really instill the idea that they are worthy of being loved, that they are um, present to be respected and regarded. So those neutral times, let's get back to that. So a neutral time, for example, is when a child enters the room or when they finish their snack and they put their dishes on the counter or in the dishwasher or in the sink. Right. Those moments of in between. Right. When they finished a book and they put it down and they our eyes happen to meet. Right. Those moments are one there. They happen so much more, so much more often than we than we believe or maybe know. But when we start noticing them, we'll see that those neutral times happen again and again and again. Drive time in the car. That's a great neutral time for the most part, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> when everybody's not screaming at each other. Where are we? I got to go to the bathroom. When are we going to get are there? Are we there yet? <laughs> Quit touching your brother. Right, right, yeah. right. There's a neutral time in there somewhere. <laughs> Everybody be quiet. Get on the expressway. Yeah, exactly. So Tony Morrison has a quote that that really drives this home for me, and, and it goes a little bit something like we, you know, what we really want is for our for eyes to light up when we enter the room, right? Do your eyes light up when your child or anybody else's child enters the room? That's what we're looking for, right? So it doesn't have to be a connection that's all jazz handsy, right? And like, oh, hey, like all that kind of overexcitement, which can often come across as false, unless we are genuinely and authentically really excited, right? That's not what we're talking about here. It's those moments when a child enters the room or enters into our sphere, and maybe we have our phone, right? But we pause and we look and smile. And we could go back to what we're doing, or if we're cooking, we pause and we regard and smile. So Joanne talks about the the beauty and the simplicity of this connection, and that it's brief and often nonverbal, right? So there's definitely an element of, of touch if you are in close proximity, but it doesn't have to be, right? So if you're passing through the room and you happen to pass by your child, you know, a touch on the shoulder, or if you make eye contact, a smile, like a genuine smile. It's so small and brief, but all of those moments light a fire in the human being who is on the receiving end of that, right? I think all of us as adults can think about the times when, you know, we enter a room and somebody pauses what they're doing and smiles. We get that feeling like, okay, Somebody's happy that I'm here. I'm happy that I'm here. Somebody noticed that I'm here. I came into the room and it made a ripple in this, what's happening right here, right now. So with young children, that connection during neutral time can begin, you know, from the very beginning, 
and can continue through adulthood and beyond. And how that looks um, is dependent on the individual. Like what does, I tend to be a winker. <laughs> so in my school or with my own children or with my husband, I tend to wink, right? So that's a quick nonverbal, hey, how's it right. going? I see you, I notice you, I love you, I respect you. And it takes, you know, a, a moment, a moment. And some others may, some other ways, everybody's gonna find their own way, their own connection. So whether it's a wink or a smile or an eyebrow raise or a shoulder, you know, a little fancy dance, something like that, is dependent on the individual. So whatever feels right for you is gonna be your way, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice because it's uh, all those little things. And I think what we're talking about, it it hits the child in all of us. You know, I remember when we when we did BioTouch, real simple. I mean, even what you're talking about, a little longer time takes a little six to eight seconds. But when we did it at a, a federal prison with these guys that were uh, just out uh, and the woman that brought us there said, you know, this is the one thing these guys got that they could call their own. And you you noticed when you touched them and you gave them that moment that it touched that child in them that went, oh, somebody loves, mm -hmm. it's almost like that's where that love is really at, that child part of us, Yeah. you know? And, right. and we don't nurture that enough, I don't think. Right. right, and you know, all is not lost. We can begin today. All is not lost, that's good. Right, you <laughs> can begin by smiling at your child or smiling at your significant other today, right? For example, at um, schools that I work with and uh, teachers that I coach, um, oftentimes the tool that we use right away when there's some, some sort of issue in the classroom or in the home when I'm coaching families is to notice all the neutral times and then increase the times that you connect, right? So. For example, one teacher I worked with had a necklace that she put pony beads on. You know, every teacher has pony beads. Yeah. <laughs> and so they wanted to get a baseline and figure out how often are we connecting with this child? And they found that it wasn't very often, right? The child had behavior that was really annoying <laughs> and was impacting the classroom community in a way that was just sideways. He had lagging skills. He was trying to get his needs met, and he didn't know exactly how to do that. So, okay, everybody, let's just turn up the volume on connecting during neutral times. So we practiced, and every time she connected with that child with a wink or an eyebrow raise or a, a nod like I see you or smile or a touch on the shoulder as she passed, right, she would move a pony bead from one side of the necklace to the other. And her goal was to connect 10 times before snack. And she did. And you know what? We saw a shift in behavior because his need for connection was being met, right? His need for the sense of belonging was being met. He felt like he was a, a part of the community because people noticed. People noticed him and regarded him with kindness instead of, er, right. stop doing that get off the table, you know, all of those things, which are not the, not what we're talking about today. <laughs> so it has an impact in, in young children, especially when their behaviors are going sideways, when they're experiencing 
really big emotions. They might need us to increase the times that we connect with them so that they get a sense that they're not alone, that they're important, that they're worthy, that they're regarded, all of that. All of that. Yeah, so it's a tool that your listeners can can use if, you know, the, the holidays are here. Behaviors tend to, you know, turn up the volume <laughs> for the children and for the adults in the world, right? Yes. So when those when that begins to happen, we can, hmm, how many times have I connected today? I've been so busy or I've been working or I've been working from home and my child is there. I can't, I just don't have time. It doesn't take a long commitment of time. It takes the um, awareness and the commitment to making those connections. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. It doesn't take a lot of time. And, and that that's your talk of simplicity is almost difficult, especially for the Western mind. You know, we just, we, simplicity is sort of like the last thing we ever think about doing, you know, mm-hmm. instead of the first mm-hmm. thing. And so you're, it's inspirational. You also talked a lot about the body holding a lot of this stuff from the childhood. Let, let's talk, because we talked about that all the time, and I've drawn that in. And so we'd like to hear, like what you were talking about, how because you're a dance, you used to do dance too or something? Right, yeah. I was um, a professional dancer back in the day with the company Moving in the Spirit, which is based in Atlanta. Um, but I'm a trained uh, dance movement therapist and expressive arts therapist. So yes, I understand wow. the, the, the power of the experience of the body. For sure. And we do hold that. Our muscles um, hold memory, right? So we may um, be touched in a particular way or even non with not a physical touch have a response to an interaction, an eye con- you know, an eye contact or a smile from someone else. We'll ha- we have stories that we have made up that we ex- have ex- that we create based on our experiences. Right. So we might at first as adults, when, you know, when people start smiling at us all the time, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> why is my why is my husband smiling all the time? <laughs> so it could be that we might tap into some old stories that we've made up that are fiction. Those stories that we say to ourselves that, oh, it's, I'm not important or they don't really care or, you know, I don't, you know, I'm taking up too much space, which is fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. True. So, yeah. so you have some books out about that are helping people come to this awareness. Yeah. Again, her website, amywilliamsacademy.com. The, I think the book she's going to share are right on your first page. So why don't you share what you've yeah, written to are. help us? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Love the wow, <laughs> that was a big emotion. <laughs> the series that I've written, I, I call Sosimo books. So, so what? What is that again? Sosimo, social emotional. Oh, get it? I think I'm Got so it. clever. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. But they're books um, for children, and they're designed to be read adult and child together because there are prompts inside. Like, right. tell me about a time when. You know, the adult can tell the child, you know, I remember feeling so stressed. I felt like hitting somebody or scratching or pinching or punching, that kind of thing. And this is what I did. And, um, you know, I've noticed that 
when you get really upset, you really, you really want to hit. When you're so mad, you really want to hit. And here are some things that you can do. You can take a deep breath. You can get some water. You can move your body. You can come ask for help. And who are those people that you can ask for help? So that's kind of the design behind the book is to be a conversation starter between adult and child. And then the child can carry on and read it over and over and over again as they as they like, as they wish. But initially, the connections made between the important adult and the child um, in around that particular topic. So this one's about when your emotions become big and enormous and overwhelming, right? <laughs> so that's that one. And then there's one called consent. What is that anyway? Mm -hmm. So this starts the conversation about um, uh, who has permission to touch your body or to borrow something or to play with you in a particular way. What is the difference between an enthusiastic yes and a firm, clear no? And can you change your mind? Yes. What does that look like? So it goes at it from both sides. You know, what can you, how do you listen for a yes and a no and respond to that? Or how can you practice saying yes and saying no and changing your mind? So that's the idea behind consent. What is that anyway? And I use this book with our preschoolers. So, you know, children as young as two and a half to six years old. Wow. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with the big emotions. And then this one is, hey, friend, want to play? <laughs> yes. <And> this came, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sometimes no. Right. And sometimes yes. Wait, no. So you can yeah. also change your mind as well. And just because you played yesterday doesn't mean you want to play today. Right. So I found that lots of children and adults have um, have really uh, gotten out of practice in how to ask each other to play. I, I had a dinner with a friend a, a while ago, uh, you know, after we were starting to come back, after the pandemic really hit us and things were settling and it became more safe. And we both noticed, wait, I don't, I've lost all my social skills. <laughs> I don't know how to go out to dinner. <laughs> I forgot. And children were having a hard time asking each other to play right. because they had they didn't have that experience during a really pivotal time of their lives when they were practicing and learning how to read those social cues. Mm -hmm. So that's those are the three that are out now, and I'll have three more out um, in, in January. Wonderful. Yeah. You are one busy lady. <laughs> There's a lot to do in the world. Lots ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's time. We appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and our audience, you know, because your message is, it's time. We need to hear oh, it. I, I'm so grateful. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. And, uh, can I leave a, can I leave a yes. final thought? Oh, please. Go for it. <laughs> so we've been, we've been talking about connection at neutral times with children. Yes. Great. Got that. Let us remember the positive regard and the positive connection we give to each other as adults and the positive connection at neutral times that we give to ourselves, right? Like what are those neutral times when we're in between? What can we do to, to remind ourselves, okay, I am worthy. I am 
powerful. I am strong. I am a, a loving being in this universe. What right. can I do? I can I can regard that I have a giant amaryllis over here that's just blooming her head off. I can regard that and see it and go, oh, okay, huh, and carry on. So we can give ourselves connection during neutral times by becoming present, putting both feet on the ground, metaphorically or literally, to, be, to I am here, I'm here right now. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. that. I think that's a really great foundation for all of us, coming from that place in our own lives, and then we're more capable of giving that same essence to all of those in our lives. Yes. Thank yes, you Beth. for that, Amy. Right. Yeah. yeah, very important. Well, Amy, thank you for loving us today. And thank you for letting yourself be loved. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You have a very happy holiday. Bev, you have a happy holiday. And to thank all you. of you out there, whatever you're celebrating, we love you all. See you thank all you next again, week. Thank you again, Amy. Yeah. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. I can feel the pain and sunshine or rain So it's not caused by the weather But it doesn't hurt that much After I feel your loving touch And we spend some time together Take my pain away Each and every day You're an angel from heaven On high Your butterfly touch Helps me heal so much And I get better as time Goes by Take my pain away 